0: Hi. Welcome to the Axe Church UK Weekly Podcast. We hope you will be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! the past few weeks, um, it, God has put it within my heart uh, to share about certain topics that are in the heart of God, and so we've been talking about, you know, God's heart for us, you know, His, his big purpose, and our small purpose and His big purpose. We've been talking about church, and God's heart for the church, and, and how our heart should be for His church, and for each other. Uh, last week, we talked about, you know, God's heart for people, and and evangelism, and, and what, a, what a powerful act of partnership. That is today. I want to talk to us about discipleship, amen. You know, last week, uh, uh towards the end, I, I mentioned that you know, evangelism yeah, maybe uh, you know, not everyone will respond to our invitation for them to come to know Jesus to experience Jesus. And like the parable of the sower, you know, out of the four grounds, only one ground was receptive, fully receptive, and uh, so we said that you know, for for, for, uh, you know, we've got to just keep loving people 100%, knowing that maybe only 25% of people will respond, but we, we, we will just keep loving 100%, loving 100%. Uh, and today we want to revisit the parable of the sower, and this is such a powerful parable because, uh, you know, uh, three out of four gospels mention it. Uh, this is mentioned in Mark chapter four, this is mentioned in Luke chapter eight, but today we want to look at Matthew chapter 13. And uh, we want to look at this. And uh, even though there can be principles of evangelism derived from this parable, uh, but today we want to look at it from a perspective of making disciples. Amen. In Acts Church, we have a saying that that we want to make disciples that make a difference. Amen. And my hope today is that we will become disciples, disciples of Jesus, uh, that will make a difference. Not make a nuisance, but make a difference. Amen. And so would you Turn with me to Matthew chapter 13, uh, verse 3 to 9, and then we're going to read Matthew 13, verse 18 to 23. So we're going to read the parable first, and then we're going to read Jesus' explanation of that parable. Amen? Matthew 13, verse 3 to 9. If you're there, can I hear a good Amen. Amen. Fantastic. And, uh, you know, we're going to read together. Thanks to XTV, who's had it flashed up on the screen as well. Here we go. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. The wayside is like the hardened path, the roadside. And some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth. And they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. Let's continue reading on. But when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him here. Amen. And I pray that we will hear God's Word today. Now, let's go on to Jesus's explanation, just in case you didn't quite get it, you know. I just love the fact that, you know, Jesus's teaching is so interactive. Feel free uh, to be interactive in church, amen, to say a yes and amen, and to come to me after the service if you go like, I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand that, uh, because this is what they did. They went up to Jesus, and they go like, Jesus, can you? that was That was pretty deep. Can you explain to us? And then Jesus says, Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. This is Matthew chapter 13, verse 18 to 23. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the wicked one comes and snatches away that was sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside, by the roadside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. But he who receives seed on good ground is he who hears the word, understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. Amen. If you're taking down notes for our message today, uh, write down grounded disciples. Grounded disciples. Amen. We don't want to be flaky disciples. We don't want to be weak disciples. Uh, we don't want to be, uh, you know, weird disciples. We want to be grounded. Grounded disciples. Uh before I go into explain this from a discipleship perspective, uh how many of you are glad that God doesn't just want to save us? You know, last week we talked about evangelism, the good news that that we are forgiven, that Jesus came to save us, that we have freedom, we have hope for the future, we have peace with God, we have we can access God directly, good news upon good news. And and even if that was all that Jesus did, uh that was amazing. But the good news is this, that Jesus came not only just to save us, but He came to change us. You know, it says that the word of the kingdom, God's desire is for the kingdom of heaven to begin to merge and and overtake and overlay upon the kingdom of earth. That's why He taught us how to pray in this manner and say, your kingdom come. Not your kingdom as a faraway concept. Your kingdom is a place that we will go to one day. No, your kingdom Come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven for earth to mirror heaven so god's desire is for us to to be saved god's desire is for us to to know him and 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 to love him and to tell people about him but god also desires for us to be transformed he desires to change us and good news change the world through us amen how do you know that when you put a seed to a ground you know uh, what happens to the seed will eventually transform the ground Hello, am I talking to some people here? You know, like if you, if you throw a seed in, before that it was just, you know, even if it's good ground, it was empty. It was hidden potential, but then when the seed dropped in, the, the the potential of the ground began to be activated, and the ground became no longer empty, no longer dry. It soon, you know, becomes you know uh, like we just read, you know, hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. You know, entire forest can come out of one seed sometimes. And God's desire is to do that, Amen. And so that's that's what it means by to be a disciple. A disciple is someone that that is undergoing change, not just salvation. We're saved by God, but after that, we want to undergo change. We want to be changed by God. Amen? A seed changes, a seed transforms the ground. I wrote here, the cross was how far God came to love us. Discipleship is how far we will go for the God who loved us. Amen? Or another way you can look at it is this, you know, uh, uh, the, the cross was, was how Jesus put on the form of a man to show us how much he loved us, to die for us, and, and so discipleship is man putting on Christ. Amen. Knowing that we are loved by Him. And so, you know, being a disciple is a respond to what God has done. It is the best way to respond. And not just respond, this is in line with God's purpose. Because as we learned a couple of weeks ago, Matthew chapter 28, uh, in verse 18 to 20 says, you know, Jesus says the, the great commission. Go therefore make what? make clones, no, make disciples, make disciples of all the nations, make, you know, go and transform people, tell them that they are safe, and then walk with them, eat with them, help them to change for, for my glory, help them to change and, and change the world through their change, amen? And before I go on, you know, isn't it powerful uh, that the good ground was the ground that that produced fruit. There was the good ground was the one that, that reproduced itself. And before I go on, because sometimes when we think of discipleship, we can have this wrong idea. We think discipleship means uh, going to Bible school. We mean discipleship means uh, knowing a lot of things. But I'm so glad that, that discipleship here, uh, you know, the way Jesus expressed maturity was through reproduction. Now, we all know this, right? Uh, a kid is, is a kid until a kid goes through puberty. I hope your parents gave you this talk. Uh, if not, hi. Uh, you know, like, the moment you go through puberty, you know what what change Your body changes, but ultimately, you know what sets you apart from a kid, a man, is your ability to reproduce, right? Of course, a lot of us here are not reproducing yet in all in good and God's timing, uh, but we have the potential to reproduce. And that's what really sets apart, you know, a child and an adult, really. In other words, the moment you hit puberty, you're an adult. And, and you know, when it comes with, with, to discipleship and when it comes to maturing in our faith, a lot of times we think that No, it's about more doctrine. We think it's about more theology. We think it's about knowing this or knowing more. No, no, no. It's about reproducing. Reproducing. Ultimately, God is saying, Hey, are you a believer who knows how to reproduce your faith? Are you a believer who knows how to lead someone? Uh, to Christ, are you a believer who knows how to share to someone about the love of Christ? You know that's what real maturity is. That's what you know. And so, hopefully, this can 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 bring some refreshment and encouragement to some people because maybe for the longest while you've been, you know, bullied and made you feel like, hey, you're so lousy, you're not mature. Time to move on from milk to meat. All this so-called Christian jargon, but but the real test of maturity, the real test of good ground, is in its ability to reproduce. Amen? And so today, I want us to understand that, that ultimately, why do you want to become a disciple? We want to be changed by God so that we can continue that change in other people. Amen? And so, I want to help us look at these different grounds. And, and I want us to know also that, that while we all desire to be good ground. And and none of us desire to be background, but can I be honest with all of us? All we are all at one time or the other, uh, uh, one of these other grounds, and and in a weird way we can also be simultaneously uh, uh, all these grounds uh, at the same time. But don't worry, I'm going to go to us. uh, Go, you know, give us a short introduction on the on the three grounds that will form our three take-home points, and then I'm going to give us a very important uh, ending. Amen? So if I miss it, remind me. Say, what's the important ending? And somebody shout it out from the crowd. And so I've got three points for you that will help us unpack this scripture that we just read. So point number one is this. How do we grow? How do we grow as a disciple? How do we grow in our ability to reproduce Christ-likeness within us? How do we grow in our ability to, to, to so, you know, grow more confident in telling people about Jesus, so on, so forth. You know, we get we got we to gotta work on ourselves. And these are three areas that we need to work on. Point number one, beware of hard ground. Beware of hard ground. In verse 19, Jesus explained that, yeah, the, the, the sower went out to sow, 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 sow. And some of those seeds fell on hard ground. And, and it specifically, verse 19 says that, and it was snatched away from his heart. A high ground represents people that have been in contact with God's word. Did the ground, did the seed hit the ground? Yes. It hit the ground. And, and a lot of us, we are in contact with, with the things of God. With preaching, with scripture. Maybe you read a lot of Christian books you watch a lot of Christian talks, uh, you listen to a lot of Christian podcasts, uh, whatever it is, but it's not entered your heart. That's the hard ground. That's the hard ground. You're in contact with it, but it's not germinating. It's not gone into the ground. And and this is so important because a lot of us, even though we are Christians uh, uh, and, and God wants us to grow, and and the Bible says in Romans that faith comes through hearing and hearing the Word of God. And when we read, it's also not just reading, it's reading to, to hear, to understand. And let's say you're a Christian and God begins to tell you that, hey, my child, you need to work on this area called um, generosity. And then you go like, okay, God, generosity. I'm I'm fine with a lot of things about generosity. I'm not sure about generosity. Have we been there before? Let me read up more about generosity first. Let me let me do my research on generosity. And in other words, you're, you, God is telling you to, to work on something. He's depositing something within you. But instead of letting it get into your heart, you are letting it remain in, uh, in your theoretical, in a kind of like, you know, on theory. Uh, you're just letting it remain as an intellectual concept. Now, I once had a conversation who, who you know, uh, <laughs> as I'm saying this, I sound like, I'm Jesus, but I'm not. But there was one time a a young lawyer did come up to me (laughs) and said that, you know what? I've been coming to church. I've been reading God's word, and it's just not working for me. You know, I, I believe in Jesus, but you know, come on, give me more, give me more. And I said that, right, the stuff that you read, do you just read it or do you live it? And then I gave the same example. I said that when you read about how Jesus says we should treat the poor, how we should give to the poor, do, do you do it or do you think about it? And then the person was silent. Because many times God is challenging us and we think that, oh, no, I'm not hard ground, right? Nobody wants to be hard ground. And you go like, I'm not hard ground, but, but if we only let the things of God, if every time the Holy Spirit no, tries to speak to you, tries to tell you something, tries to correct you in an area that you need correcting. But but instead of embracing that correction, you just go like, hmm, interesting, let me think about it. Ooh, ouch. Maybe Christians, we don't have a word called think about it, we have a word called pray about it. And then maybe people come up to you and say, hey, you need to serve. And like what you No, know, our precious brother Suntar shared, sometimes God speaks not just through His Word, but through His people. And so, when someone you love is encouraging you, you know, hey, maybe you should start be more consistent to church. Maybe you should start, you know, serving in church. You and then we go like, "Mm, I mean, let me pray about it, and then we go away, not praying or even thinking about it. You know, we we are just like that. We're hard ground. God is trying to tell us, hey, the next step for you is to serve. The next step for you is consistency. Come on, let it go beyond the surface. Amen. So beware of hard ground. Amen. You cannot grow as a disciple if your heart continues to be hard on the things that God has spoken over you. Amen. Point number two is this. Beware of shallow ground. Shallow ground. Hard ground. Amen. Don't just let the things of God be theory, but let it be personal. Amen. Let it be real. Amen. Don't just say you believe Be living it out. Amen. I know that sounds a bit punny and lame, but it's okay. You know, anything to get it across your mind. But point number two is this. What, what can also be a problem is shallow ground. Shallow ground. You know, it says here in verse 20 and 21, it's stony ground. And, and while it, it bursts out in great excitement, but it has no root. Because it doesn't have root, it cannot last persecution. It cannot last long. How many of you have started something? God has got you to start something, but you gave up halfway. Ooh, ouch. Amen? You, that could be a certain area of life that's shallow ground. And in other words, you know, shallow ground, is, is it good? Yeah. They, uh, uh, did they receive God's word? Did they enter their heart? Yeah. Did they respond? Of course they respond. Jesus, they responded with great joy Emotionally. But personally, on a personal level, they are not yet fully surrendered to God. Amen? And sometimes we, we can be very excited. Yay! Conference! Yay! Giving! Yay! Serving! I'm not saying that emotions are not important. Emotions are important, of course, but our convictions must always be more important. It must be convictions over emotions, not the other way around. Have you said to yourself, let me give you this quick test. Have you said to yourself, don't raise your hands, in your heart of hearts, have you said to yourself things like this, where you go like, um, I'm not feeling the worship today. Ooh, ouch. What's that? I, that's you having an emotional but wrong response. Because worship, friends, is not for you. It's not about you. It's about God. It's, it's, it's towards Him. And yet, as Christians, ooh, ouch, so many times... We respond emotionally when the band is good, when we love that song. Oh, I love this one. We listen to it on Spotify all the time. And, and your, your faith, you're only sustained by emotional things. Ooh, ouch. Oh, I feel so down. Let me put on my favorite praise jam. You know? Oh, I feel so down. Let me put on my favorite preacher. You know? Someone who will give me very encouraging words of affirmation. Let me pick and choose. You see, when you're rooted, you're rooted. You know, rooted means also giving up freedom. How many know that a rooted tree can't just move around? We've just been through a storm, storm Eunice. And a lot of trees have been blown away because the roots are not deep. Do you see what I'm saying? God is saying to His people, hey, emotions are good. Don't get me wrong. You know, is it okay to listen to your favorite praise music? Yes! Is it wonderful when the worship team... You know, a uh, plays and leaders in worship in, in one of your favorite praise songs? Of course! You know, but don't just survive on that. Don't just survive on good preaching. Don't just survive on good music. Don't just survive on the external. Root is beneath the surface. Root goes in deep. Root is, is not pretty. And so are you allowing God to touch the not so pretty areas of your life? Or are you just there springing up going like, oh I love you Jesus! And, and, and not really having substance. And friends, God doesn't want us to be like that. Amen? If we're not careful, God, instead of a saviour, we see Him as a service provider. Amen? A service provider, is that okay? I wanted another more controversial word. I say sugar daddy. But anyway, so, you know, instead of a saviour, we want someone that just blesses us, blesses us. And it, it, is blessing wrong? No. Oh. Is healing wrong? No. But we cannot just remain on that level. And the moment God doesn't answer your prayer the way you want, you just go like, ah. And that's why it says that, you know, there's, there's a lot of excitement, a lot of emotion, but when the sun comes out, it withers. When persecution comes, it withers. And God doesn't want us to wither. God wants us to grow strong. Amen? And so beware of shallow ground. Another way to look at at you know, not having root is that while you believe in Jesus, you're not fully surrendered. You're not rooted in Him. In other words, you are still trying to live out your faith according to your own strength. You see, when a tree roots down, it's it's relying on the ground for strength and sustenance. It's linked together. But when something sprouts up, but the roots are not deep, it means that it's still depending on themselves. I wrote here that don't take Christ out of Christianity. Because when you take Christ out of Christianity, all that's left is Ianity. And I don't know who Ian is, but he cannot get you to heaven. And I mean, no offense to any Ians here. We love you, Ian. But this is what Jesus is warning us. Amen? Come on, people of God. Would you allow God to go in deeper with you? Turn to your neighbor and says, I want to go in deeper amen praise God point number three is this are, are you are you hearing the, the, the word of God this morning amen Point number three says beware of divided ground divided ground in verse twenty three it says thorns and and and, your, and it says here that that it is the the, the thorns that choke up. In, in other words, this third ground, did they root down? Yeah. Were they growing? Yeah. But as they were growing, so were the other thorns in their lives. And and, and the, the issue here was not that it wasn't growing. The issue here wasn't that it didn't have root. So these are Christians that are rooted in God, are rooted in the Word of God, but they have other things. Their hearts are divided. It says here in verse 22, your heart is divided between God and the cares of the world, and the deceitfulness of riches. You are choked, and ultimately the the condemnation of the divided ground is that you are not fruitful. Are you a Christian that you're experiencing unfruitfulness? Could it be because your convictions are divided? I know that testimonies is a form of our fruit. Amen? The, the, your last testimony, the last time God moved in your life, the last time God changed you, molded you, shouldn't be, you know, uh, 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 your last testimony a few years ago. It needs to be fresh and current. And God is saying that, hey, if, if you feel like you are, you are Christian, you are rooted in Him, but, but for whatever reason you're not fruitful, you're not producing fruit of repentance. You're not producing fruits of righteousness or any spiritual fruit. Could it be that you are split and torn between two worlds? And that's a miserable place to be. You know? And, 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 and Jesus is saying that the struggle is real. The, the cares of the world. Are you a, a Christian who is like, God, I, I love you, but, but, but I also have all these other things that I like. And I also have all these other things that I love. And, and, and when we go through, especially the modern world that we're living in today, oh man, the temptation is so real. The struggle is so real. We want to remain faithful to God. But at the same time, you know, we've got all these things choking us. All these things distracting us. All these things telling us that maybe this way is better. Come on. How many of you have you been there before? Amen. You're trying to honor God with purity. And yet, you know... There's, there's all this sexual temptation in your world and around you. And, and, and you're a Christian that, you know, if you're being choked by thorns, in other words, you're, you're, you're saying that, God, I love you, I believe in you, I'm, I'm rooted in you, praise the Lord. But, but Lord, I'm not honoring you in the area of sexual integrity. I'm not honoring you. It says here, the deceitfulness of riches. Do you know that money is, is a big liar? You know, money always makes you feel that you are not enough. And yet we always chase after money. right? We will never go into a toxic relationship. right? We will never want to date someone that constantly makes us feel that we are not enough. And yet that's what money does. Not enough, not enough, not enough. More, 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 more. Well, God says, no, no, I am all that you need. I am more enough. You have me, you have all that you need and money, and materialism, and yet we chase after that. Amen? It could be your desire to follow the law, but yet all these other things. You know, it, it, the real, a real test of a disciple is, is in the era of relationship. Because a disciple has a discipler, and we're all being discipled by the Word of God. We're all being discipled by God. But the real test is always another relationship. Relationship, a romantic relationship it could be a career relationship. You know, many times I I see time and time again, a lot of Christians, they, they grow up, you know, just being excited for the Lord. But then the moment they go out to work, suddenly they're so enamored by the world. You know, wow, my boss, my boss. And they come up so excited. Pastor, do you know that day I was on the lift with my CEO? I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, my CEO knows my name. Wow. So does Jesus. Yeah, yeah, but, but Pastor, you don't understand. My CEO, my C E O, my C E O. And before long, you begin to chase after the other idols in your life. Amen. And 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 this is the deceitfulness. Is, is money a needed thing? Yeah. But but don't be deceived. Amen. Sometimes we can prioritize other things. God is saying, I want to, I want to love you. I want to work on you. And yet we're choked by other priorities. You know, we become workaholics and we go like, God, you know, uh, 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 you can have my spare time, but, but, but work, but everything else comes first. And sometimes we hear Christians say this. Family comes first. Not God. My children come first. Not God. My wife comes first. Not God. My business comes first. My, my, my rest comes first. But actually, in God, you find rest. In God, you find true wealth and riches. Amen? Do you, do you see why, why I'm saying that, that this is us? <laughs> do you feel that as I'm sharing this, that I go like, oh, oh, oh wow, I'm such a hot ground in this area. Oh, I'm such a shallow ground in this area. Oh, oh, I'm so divided in this area. Do you see how, you know, all of this. Here, friends, I'm not here today to condemn you. I'm not here today to, to attack anyone, but I'm here to say that this is the real struggle that all of us go through. Amen? And we are split. And the, the worst thing about divided ground is, I believe, what Jesus, how Jesus described lukewarmness. Jesus says, I either wish that you were cold or hot. Let's say hot is like good for Jesus. So hot is like the good ground, right? Cold is like, you know, not interested. So you're like, you know, you know, God challenges you, go let me think about it, not interested. Or, you know, you, 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 you say at first, yeah, Jesus, I want you. And then as time moves on, you, you give up completely because that's what happens, you know, withers away. And, and you have divided ground, which is lukewarm. You want the things of God, but you also want the things of the world. And you're lukewarm. You're neither hot or cold. You're lukewarm. and You're not producing fruit. You're miserable. And friends, I want you to know, God doesn't want you to be miserable. <laughs> God doesn't want you to to be uh, uh, conflicted. God doesn't want you to be, you know, uh, a feeling like, you know, as I'm saying this is a negative thing, but I mean it in love. You know, God doesn't want you to feel like you're a phony or fake. God doesn't want you to feel like a hypocrite. That is not God's desire for you. Amen. So what is God's desire for us? Remember I told you, you know, shout back to me something very important. The very important thing is this. i give you the three points. And this is how we respond. Okay? The very important thing is this. Because maybe you're here, you're going like, oh, pastor, stop it, stop it. You know? You're not very encouraging today. Today I feel so condemned. Okay, here's the encouragement. Here's the encouragement. Okay? So maybe you go like, oh man, I feel like such a hard ground in this area of my life. I feel so shallow in this area of my life. I feel so divided in this area of my life. So, so what do I do? What do I do? Hey, here's the good news. Remember that this is the parable of the sower. You see, many times you look at this and, and, and it talks a lot about the ground, but what's the parable really about? The sower. Who's the sower? God. And, and what does the ground do? How, how does the ground fix itself? The ground can't fix itself. The ground, all the ground needs to do is cry out for help. And it says, Sower, gardener, groundskeeper, help me. Help me. So friends, maybe you're feeling like, oh, this is me or that's me. This is the most important take-home point. Cry out to God. Cry out to God. You see, the ground cannot fix itself. Go and try. Drop something on the floor and go like, pick it up floor. You can't but the ground, as the ground, you can cry out and say, God, sower, help me. I realize now that I am so stony. I realize now that I'm so scattered and divided. I realize now that I'm so stubborn and hardened in this area. Help me. And the good news is this, the sower will. Do you see how the sower goes out and he sows 100% on every ground? That goes to show you the heart of our God. He's not a God that only sows on good ground. He's a God that sows in hope, even though He says, "I know this is stony ground, but maybe I can be proven wrong. Maybe there is hope. Maybe there is chance." One of the silly movies that I used to watch when I was a kid was Dumb and Dumber, and uh, you know, Jim Carrey asked this pretty girl and says, "You know, hey, is there any chance in the world?" Uh that you know we'll end up together, and then the girl says 0.1 percent, and then he goes away. You mean there's a chance? And the sower sows, you know, with a hope. Maybe there's a chance, and 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 and, and if that is the sower, do you think he will respond to your cry for help? Yes. Turn to your neighbor and says, Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Amen. And so we have a good sower. We have a hopeful sower. We have a kind sower. And all we need to do is say, God, I am background. Make me good. Take my hardened heart, my stony ground, and my thorny ground. Take it all away. You know, the breakthrough, what is repentance? Repentance is when we begin to say, God, I hate who I am. I don't want to be who I am. Change me. Change me. You know, I just remember when we do uh, Alpha one of the weeks, you know, I had this powerful testimony of a, a convicted prisoner who was always causing harm. And one day the gospel was preached to him and and, and it convicted him. <laughs> And I still remember this prayer because ever since then I prayed all for myself all the time. He says, God, I hate who I am. And if you if you are God, come and change me. And, and that is the most important thing. No matter what kind of ground you're currently at, are at right now, say, God, I need help. And the good sower. The sower who sows by hope and by faith 100% of the time. Even the good ground is not just good because it's good. It's good because of God. Because it says that, you know how it grew? It grows 100-fold, 60-fold, 30-fold. In other words, the increase was 100%, 60%, 30%. Do you know that that can only be from God? It, it, a lot of you don't understand. If you have money in the bank, no bank will give you 30% interest. No bank! If there is, save money in that bank. Yeah, my wife says they'll charge you 30% interest when you borrow money. But yeah, but when you you keep money there, it won't give you 30% interest back. In other words, 30% is a supernatural thing. No one on earth can give you 30% back except God. And then He will give 30%, 60%, 100% because nothing is impossible with God. Do you see, even the good ground is only good because of God's help. And so what do we do? Okay, and this is the last point. This little thing, I, I don't want you to miss this. You say, yes, God, I'm background. Take my hardened heart. Take my stony ground. Take my thorny ground. And friends, do you realize that when Jesus went to Calvary, he walked on the long, hard road. When Jesus was on the cross, He wore a crown of thorns. And when he rose again, he rolled the stone away. Will God take away your stony ground? Yes, he will. Will God take away your thorny ground? Yes, he will. Will God take away your hardened heart? Yes, he will. In fact, he paid it all with the work on the cross. Amen? Do you see how much you're loved by God? Do you see how much He wants to help you grow? Amen? So friends, let's be disciples that make a difference. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for to your word and your heart for us. And God, we just want to say, Lord, we are, we are so imperfect. As I'm preaching this, I'm preaching to myself. And Lord, there are areas in my life where maybe I'm making progress and maybe it's slowly becoming good ground. But Lord, there are still acres in my life where it is hard ground. And there are still acres in my life and areas in my life that is still thorny ground and stony ground. But I thank you that through the cross, you've made all things new. That through the cross, Lord, and the cross is the solution. And so God, today we pray, bring us back to the cross again. Help us to never lose wonder on what an expensive price you paid to show how much you loved us. The Lord, today we are here not eating and breathing by our own strength, but it is by your grace that we are alive. And while we might be going through challenges and struggles, help us to remember that it is not by our strength alone, but it is by your Spirit. It is by your Spirit. So God, today I pray for my friends here. Lord, if there are, if there are areas in our lives, if we just been, even our relationship with you, friends, maybe you've been coming here and a friend invited you and you're thinking, let me check out this Christianity. But friends, this is not something that you can process with your intellect. This is something that you're going to let God into your heart. The gospel is a love story. And a love story cannot just be read or watched. It needs to be felt. Would you let God into your heart today? And from intellect, it becomes personal. God, I want to pray for my brothers and sisters here that could be on stony ground. Lord, I pray that for whatever reason, if we struggle to root down, to let our God down, to root down into a local church or root down into the people of God, Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Lord, help us not just to sustain our faith by our own emotional strength alone, but Lord, help us to root into your word. Help us to draw sustenance from your word and encouragement and accountability from the people of God around us. Lord, if we are thorny ground right now, Lord, help us, Lord, to give you an undivided worship and undivided love. Lord, help us, Lord, to say no to the things of this world that deceives and distracts, and help us to say yes to you, friends. If that's you and you feel like you're struggling, and there are things in your life that you're struggling to let go, there are things in your life that that you're struggling to to trust in God. There are things in your life that that you feel like you are a prisoner to, friends, I want you to know God desires to set you free and He will. All you need to do is cry out to Him. Cry out to Him and says, God, I hate who I've become. Would you come and make me near? And friends, He will because He is the good sower. He is the good sower who sows good Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.xchurch.uk God bless.